Welcome to the Power Break Podcast. I am your host, Moeet Fun. So today, we're going to be talking about something that I can't ignore. It's uh, something that's been going on and something that needs to be said about the current state in our country right now. Now, typically, we release our episodes every Tuesday, but due to uh, Blackout Tuesday, we opted to hold off, and we actually end up rescheduling our original release for this week with our guest for a uh, for another for another week. So, uh, we wanted to bring this conversation to light because, again, how can I go on and act like nothing is going on in our country when? This is a very, very important time for the United States of America and the people here in this country and all over the world for that matter. First things first. The tragedy that we've witnessed with George Floyd, you know, it's 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 drawing a lot of emotions from everyone. Um at least people that that I know and that I'm I'm in touch with and in my network and I haven't met anyone who hasn't been impacted by this whole situation so out of respect the first thing I'd like to do is just give a moment of silence for George Floyd I'm opting to do 8 minutes and 46 seconds of silence beginning now
Now just think about that. The silence that we just took. Eight minutes and 46 seconds. Th that felt like a long time. How many things can happen in eight minutes and 46 seconds? In that amount of time, an innocent man's life was taken. And uh, it's, it's really not fair. It's really not fair because at the end of the day, he didn't deserve to be killed. I, I can't speak from the perspective of a black person, obviously, because I'm not black, right? But I can speak from the perspective of a human feeling the frustrations of other humans. From the perspective of someone who's witnessing my neighbors, friends, and my colleagues having to sadly continue dealing with injustice right now. From the perspective of a person witnessing some of his good friends go through uncontrollable, raw emotions. The perspective of a father hoping that his daughters grow up in a better world. The perspective of someone who knows that we need to unite as humans to keep this momentum going, to make genuine change happen. This, this can't continue. And there's so many different things and so many different emotions and a lot of different areas that we can talk about. We can have an entire 10-episode series about just these events that happen and continue to happen and have been happening, actually, for, for quite some time now. But I'm going to try to limit myself here and keep this episode structured in a way where there's three key points I want to hit on. The first one is the point about my disgust on this issue being present today in 2020. The second point is going to be discussing the meaningful protests versus rioting and not getting distracted from the message and the movement that's happening right now. And then the third point is about how do we move forward? What happens now? I mean, I don't know all the answers. I don't think anybody does, but the conversation needs to happen. So going to my first point, the disgust that I feel, I mean, it's 2020, and we're still dealing with this issue of racism and, I mean, incredibly, police officers killing black people and black people having to deal with more than just that. I mean, that's just some of what they have to go through. And it's 2020. It's disgusting that this is still a problem here in the U.S. especially. I mean, I can't believe we're sitting here talking about a black man being senselessly murdered by an authority. A person whose job is to protect everyone, serve and protect everyone, is, is killing an innocent man. How, how disgusting is that? And let's all agree that this has nothing to do with the $20 counterfeit bill or some cigarettes that George Floyd had purchased with that money. I mean, I've heard the disrespectful argument that he got himself into the situation. I mean, my response to you is that you're part of the problem and you should be ashamed. I mean, if a person is handcuffed or restrained for whatever reason, and 
outnumbered to the point where he can be put into a squad car, then why was he on the floor with a cop suffocating him for 8 minutes and 46 seconds? With none of the other officers or people intervening in that situation. Why wasn't the officer listening to him when he said he can't breathe multiple times? Why? Killing someone, especially someone, that is not a threat to your life is not okay. The actions that followed restraining him were not okay. And especially not what you expect from a police officer, let let alone another human. This officer needs to be held accountable, which I'm glad he got arrested, but he needs to be held accountable to the full degree. The police officers that didn't intervene need to be held accountable. The police training department needs to be held accountable for not having an effective training program. And I I can go on and on. There's a lot of things that led up to the situation. It disgusts me to say that it's 2020 and we're still witnessing discrimination, which is the biggest problem towards black people. We need genuine change and it's beyond overdue. Which leads me into my second point, the meaningful protest. It's good to see that a movement is happening, right? It's a step towards the change. People are taking to the streets, protesting the injustice, not just in the U.S., but all across the world. But there's one thing that I just want to call out here, and there's something that needs to be said. Let's talk about how people are grouping these protesters with rioters. This is wrong and frustrating, okay? Rioters and looters are not doing this in the name of the cause, but instead doing it for personal gains. I think a lot of people are smart enough to know this, but there's also a lot of people who are not. And I just want to make this clear that rioters and the looters are not doing this in the name of George Floyd. They're doing it for personal gains. It's frustrating to see the media, particularly in Chicago, because that's because that's where I'm from, portray the rioters as only being minorities, when in reality it's been a mix of immature, ignorant, young people of all backgrounds and races. I mean, where was the coverage of the looting that happened in Oak Brook? In Downers Grove, Naperville, Aurora. I mean, I, I heard a little whisper about Aurora and, and Naperville, but it was nothing compared to what they were showing happening down in the south side. But all the looting and rioting that happened up in those suburbs that I mentioned were primarily by who? People that were not black. So media needs to take the responsibility to give an accurate picture here of what's really going on. Okay, let's not let's not make it seem like it's only happening by a certain group of people in a certain area and it's driven by that. It, it, it's it's way more than just what you're showing on TV and what you're you're covering on your um, websites. That is the truth. And it needs to be said and you have you have a responsibility to accurately show what's what's being um what's what's taking place. There are some people out there, there are some media outlets that do that. But I'm disappointed to see so a lot of the mainstream media outlets are not doing what uh, their their responsibility is. I mean, it's frustrating to see that 100% of the black people in my network who protested were in the comfort of their own homes in the evening with their loved ones, having dinner or whatever it may be, when the rioting and looting were happening. But unfortunately, are being grouped with all the ignorant and immature rioters. That's the frustrating part. That's not fair. 
let's let's not let's not just group everyone and blame people it's it's not it's not it's wrong that's discrimination in its own matter in its, its own degree it's frustrating to see that some people are labeling an entire race of people bad due to the bad actions of a very few people this is discrimination in itself and i know this firsthand as a muslim american growing up in an era where all Muslims were being labeled as terrorists by the media. This is not okay. Not just the media, I mean the people that were believing what they were seeing on TV. This is not okay. This needs to stop. Bad people need to be labeled just as that. Bad human beings. Not as bad Muslims. Not as bad black people. Not as, you know, whatever it may be in a group. They're bad humans. Which brings me to another point. Let's remember not to label all police as racist or insensitive. I personally know people in my network that are police officers or they work for the, you know, police. And they're disgusted and hurting about the situation more than some others in the general public. They're grieving and disgusted by the actions of the bad officers that continue to do this kind of stuff and that are bringing shame to their name and their profession, they, they go out and the, the people, the police officers who are genuinely there to protect and serve are unfortunately being grouped with these bad apples. Yes, you cannot have bad apples in the police force. I agree 100%. Yet something needs to change there. But the, 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 this way of generalizing an entire group by our society needs to stop. We need to work towards an effective change that eliminates the discriminatory ways of thinking in American society. It's sad to say that. This was supposed to be the land of free, but unfortunately discrimination seems to be happening here a lot more than a lot some of the other countries. So we have the attention of the world right now with this situation, but that's not enough. We need strong support from everyone to push for meaningful change. This brings me to my last point of how do we move forward, right? What happens now? What do we do? We can't just let history repeat itself. There's a powerful quote that came from Dr. Martin Luther King. The quote is, The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. So, this leads me to my point of, are, are you an ally or an accomplice during this movement? There's two types of people. I mean, there's more than two, but on the right side of things, there are two types of people. You're either an ally or you're an accomplice. Being an ally is someone who believes change needs to happen, but you're either staying silent about it or not taking the right steps to make change. You're not partaking. You're an ally. It's great. But I'm sorry right now being an ally is not enough. If you want this movement to be effective, you want change to happen, genuine change to happen, you need to be an accomplice to the movement and take action. So sitting at home saying, man, I feel bad for you know what happened to George Floyd. You know, I'm, I'm completely with the movement, but you haven't done anything about it. It's not going to make any change. You're not going to do anything for that's going to benefit society. You're not going to do anything to benefit yourself or your future or your kids, or any of your neighbors, or anyone else. 
Okay, pro and the other thing is protesting alone is not going to result in change. So it's great that there are people out there protesting, but the reality is it's alone is not going to it's not going to lead to change. We need to follow up on what's happening today. I mean, people of all faiths, race, backgrounds, genders, nationalities must act now. You need to come together. There are a lot of different ways that change can take place right now, right? First, let's hit on the whole uh, police aspect of this, right? Just because that's the topic at hand right now. I mean, there's a lot of other areas that we can talk about, but how do you avoid this happening again where, you know, police officer X kills, you know, innocent man sitting, you know, for whatever reason, whether it's a traffic stop, whether it's unfortunately because the cop is, you know, racist, whatever it may be, behavior needs to change. Police departments need to look into how they can change their training. And, I mean, a suggestion I saw, which I thought was great, was there needs to be some sort of incentive program for officers to speak up if another officer is discriminating or doing wrong and they're not acting in a way to serve and protect all of the public. Now, let's not kid ourselves. There are police officers who see these bad apples and they don't speak up. So that might be one way, but there's a lot of other ways. But that's just a suggestion, but that's a start, right? We need to have a conversation for the police to put in a in more more of an effective way to train their employees. And we cannot afford to have any bad apples in the police force. Another way to make change is, you know, if you're listening to my podcast here and you're you're thinking to yourself, man, maybe I'm just an ally, you can be vocal in politics. Support the leaders you believe that will... Um, Effectively bring bring about change in a positive way. Don't just sit on your you know uh, on your on your you know butts at home, or you know go about your life like nothing has ever happened and sweep this under the rug or put a bandaid on it. If you if you're not registered to vote, go out to vote. Um, if you can't vote, go out and help those leaders in your communities and politics and whatever it may be where you know that they're bringing about positive and effective change. Go out there and make that happen. Don't don't just sit around anymore. The time is now. Donate. Okay, that's another way you can help. Is donate to legit organizations that are helping this progressive movement. Donate to the organizations that are partaking in this movement in a safe and legal manner. Make sure that you know who you're donating to. Another way is to... You know, if you feel like you're out of touch, right, and you, you're scared to ask this question, you don't know how you can help, don't be afraid to reach out to some of your black friends, your black neighbors, your black colleagues, your black classmates, to ask what you can do to help out. Trust me, they are more welcoming to this than you may even think. I have a lot of, you know, black friends and, and colleagues and people in my network who who are happy to talk about these kind of things and who are happy to provide their guidance and suggestions because they, what, what more do they want? They want this change to happen. And they know that if you're, if you're being, if you're taking an interest in this change and you want this movement to happen, why wouldn't they want to help? They will help. So don't be afraid to reach out just because you feel you might be out of touch. Ask them the question because now is the time to do it. Now is the time to be an accomplice in this movement. Now is the time to bury this mindset, not tomorrow, not if something like this happens again. We do not want this to happen anymore. I have a lot more that I can say, but for now, I'm going to leave you with that information. And I hope that you take that information and you make a change and you partake 
and you become an accomplice and not just an ally in this movement. Do not hesitate to reach out to me, to the Power Break podcast, to our team. We have people in our network. If you're not sure how you can help, we do have organizations that we deal with, that we talk with, that we support, and we will get back to you with that kind of information, whatever you may need. Because we want change. We want this movement to be effective and successful. And the time is now. No more waiting. I thank you all for listening. We look forward to seeing you guys next week. Till next time, take care and be safe.